0: Welcome back to another episode of the Watch of with me, John, Luke, Welch. Climb it up. Make some noise. Bangs everywhere. We need volume. We need volume from you. Come on, feed that energy. We're back again with another episode on this. Thursday afternoon or Friday morning, whenever you're listening to this episode. Oh yes, we've been on a hiatus for a couple of days, Um, let me rephrase that, a week or two or two, hopefully you didn't get uh, depressed with me being absent, I hope not, I hope everything's all good in your life, everything's all hunky-dory as they would say back in the day, And, and we're glad to be back, I'm glad to be back, I get to talk to you, again, the viewer, the whoever you are, just a reminder, we're on YouTube, Apple uh, uh, Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, every major outlet you can think of. Oh, yes, yeah, so and we got a Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff. It's going to be on, or rather, in the description under this video if you're watching on youtube and if you're on apple Podcasts, well you can watch report uh on youtube just search that up and you'll be able to see me my beautiful face as well as my hear my beautiful voice on the airways on the interwebs the internets whatever the word you want to call it but again we're back i'm so happy to be back my word so much stuff happened in the time I was gone speaking of which what else has happened look at what's going on behind me oh yes we've revamped the studio or or, or or what we have right now as a studio oh yes look at it ain't it beautiful ain't it wonderful didn't I didn't I tell you we were gonna make this show better for you the viewer and listener and Doggone it, I kept it my word. Oh, yes. See, that's why you need to listen to the show because you can trust me to come through, not just with facts, but with promises that I always, or at least uh, try to, consistently keep. Oh, yeah, I heard your comments. I saw your your, 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 um, um, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Your, uh, disgruntled, uh, opinions on, <laughs> Oh, what's going on in the back? And we spoofed it up a little bit, did we not? Don't it look good? Ah, my favorite player, Julius Irving, One of the smartest NFL players in the world to ever play the game of football, Peyton Manning up top, and of course my love for boxing and the analytical mind that I have represented with the basketball clipboard that i also used up in college and uh, no, with other various events to train, not train, to develop young athletes to become superstars, at least in their own special way or whatever level they were. anyway, I used it, I had fun, and we're going to have some fun right now today, because we can't cover everything that done happened. Good gosh, we can't cover everything. We can certainly cover a few things that's happened in the time that I was going. And my goodness, one thing that we are going to cover right now is the next, Kyrie Irving specifically. My word, the stuff that's transpired in the midst of me being absent has been insane and incredibly enthralling as well. But I would be remiss to cover anything else. Before I cover what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets and specifically touch on Kyrie Irving because this is something that is bigger than sports that I really do need to give my opinion on and in a timely manner before this all just blows over because this is some serious stuff. This ain't this, 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 this weekend. We have fun. We laugh and all that stuff. This ain't nothing to laugh about what we got to talk about today with Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. But before we get on Kyrie Irving specifically, we need to touch on what's going on with Brooklyn as a whole. This team is utter garbage. Six and nine. Sounds like an okay record. That doesn't represent nearly how bad this team is in the, in the, in the grand scheme of the NBA. My goodness. They have up been gone. Fired Steve Nash, hired Coach Vaughn, and then gone on losing streak while under Steve Nash, which is again is what caused him to get fired. Which again for borrowed questions or bubbled up questions, asked you, "Well, why didn't you fire him in the first place when Kevin Durant asked you to fire him?" When that whole the fallout when he was essentially at, when he was getting asked to be traded. And requesting to get out of the Brooklyn Nets even just after signing that big contract. Why didn't you do it before? That's been bubbling up in terms of what the world's going on in Brooklyn. Also, Ben Simmons is a complete and utter mess with him as a player. This brother has wet the bed in the worst way possible. This cat has just underperformed beyond our wireless dreams. Beyond our wildest dreams. This cat just played at an abysmal level. And did I not tell you what was the caveat for having Ben Simmons on the squad? We did not know what Ben Simmons we were going to get. And the questions as to what Ben Simmons we were going to get and whether that was going to greatly impact the performance of the Brooklyn Nets was a valid question that needed to be asked. Instead of just hopping on the assumption of, oh, this team's going to take up the or take on the entire Eastern Conference and just run amok. Nah. And now you see why I asked these questions. That's exactly why I asked whether or not Ben Simmons was going to be the Ben Simmons of old and improved Ben Simmons or a Ben Simmons that even further regressed from his debacle that he had. On the 76ers, as well as coming back from injury, coming back from a mental health crisis that he was having. Now being put in the limelight of having to play at a level where you are one of the core pieces. And we expect you to produce at a high level, if anything, even better than what we thought you were going to be on the 76ers and you can't even reach where you used to be on the 76. All of this was valid concern, and I was proved right. I was proved right. This man is not ready to play. They would be better off sending him back to the G League, letting him gain confidence against terrible competition relative to what he can actually do. This is an all-star, former all-star from an all-defensive player. We know if he goes to the G League, he will dominate. That's great, because we're not looking for him to to be something better than he was. We're asking him to play just as good as he used to. 15, 7, and 8. That's it. That's all we ask. You don't got to even shoot threes. We don't, I don't care about Ben Simmons shooting threes. We, I only, let me not say we anymore. This is me. I only ask that this is but a go and just perform like he did on the 76th. Get somewhat close to that all-star level of averaging 15 points by driving to the paint. Seven assists nightly. And then you don't even got to get the eight boards. Six. Six. That's it. Seven at the most. That's all I'm asking of Ben Simmons. That's all I wanted him to do when he got to Brooklyn. But why is everybody so surprised when all of a sudden he's performing at such an egregious level when it should have been obvious the brother's been doing what? Nothing for the past two years. Literally nothing for the past two years. Recovering his back and then recovering his mind have been the two priorities that Ben Simmons has had. Those are the two things that he's had at, as his forefront, not basketball. Basketball was on his mind in the forefront once everything else got back to where it needed to be. But he's not in basketball shape, not in basketball rhythm, and even still isn't in a basketball mindset yet. As you can see, we had complaints about him giving up the one shot on Trey Young. That has now led to him giving up every shot in the paint that he has, open or otherwise, mismatched or otherwise. Still passes it out. Still passes it out. He's gotten to a point where Kyrie Irving is yelling at the brother to shoot the ball when he passes it to him. A clip that's ran rabbit through Twitter. Shared with everybody. This is exactly why I told you do not expect the Nets to be some some savior from heaven in terms of fixing every problem that they had all because of one man. I gave the caveat of that potentially could happen if Ben Simmons plays even better than he did in Philly. But the question was, like I said at the start, whether or not he could even get back to his old self the standard 15 7 and 8 or in this case 15 7 and 6 that's it that's it all we want all i not we i i all i wanted him to do was just to get back to what he used to do that's it that's it be incredibly hard to stop on the drive As a slashing threat for the offense and just stay consistently on defense as he's been doing for the past how many years he's been in the league. Being a good defender, a top defender at times, considered at one point in time, a defensive player of the year candidate. I know I had him there. I know good and well I had him there. But no. Now everybody's acting shocked that the brother can't play. No, you should not be should not be. And you can be shocked as to how bad he's been playing. That I wasn't expecting. But in terms of him not playing up to par, that should not be a surprise. But that's only one problem that the Nets have. Let's not forget what we just heard from Kevin Durant this week. Him essentially throwing his team under the bus. Talking about some well you 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 expect us to win but we play like and I'm not going to use his language but we play like trash and we got Sumpner, Joe Harris, me, Nick Claxton, named the entire starting five. And then he said, and y'all expect me to win with that. Paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. Verbatim, he said, y'all expect us to win because number seven is on the floor. Number seven ref- in reference to himself. So now you got your big star getting. Not antsy. Antsy is the wrong word. Being real. Let's be perfectly honest. Being real about how how we as a basketball public are looking at the situation. If Kevin Durant is out on the floor, oh, they should be able to win. That's how we're viewing it. That's how many people are viewing it. And that's not the case. I understand where he's coming from in that perspective. But at the same time, brother, this is where I'm talking about you got your on-court leaders and you got your off-court leaders. I've talked about this in the past with Draymond Green on the Warriors. Kevin Durant right now is not showing to be an off-the-court leader that you would want. He's not. He's not. On the court, yeah, he'll show you how to play with his play. Show up every night. Again, the brother's averaging 30 on 50-plus percent from the field. Playing phenomenally. Post-Achilles injury. Post-Achilles tear. This brother's been playing for the past couple years. Some of the best offensive basketball we've seen from him. Including his MVP season. But where has that gotten the team? Nowhere. Nowhere. It has not got them anywhere. And it's not a knock on him because of his play, but it is a knock on him because of his leadership. And I say that because of the fact that you cannot, if, let me rephrase it. If anybody expects this team to play well, after what we just heard from KD, you're out of your mind. Because any semblance of hope, that and confidence that the players had in themselves hearing this from their best player talk about them like this uh-uh out the window out the window oh no we could see this spiral out of control and again it wasn't Kevin Durant's intention to potentially have this effect on the team but Those words coupled with who you are and your status as an NBA player and the talent that you have as opposed to anybody else in the league, when these are your teammates that you're saying this about, not even saying we got to play better, you're saying what do you expect from the roster that we got right now? They suck. I'm the only good player. That's how you interpret it. They suck. I'm the only good player, and I'm the only reason they all even give us a shot at winning. Those cats never come up and play like they're supposed to. Hence, should you be surprised when we play like dirt when you got this type of roster around? Also said at the start of that whole uh, 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 spiel that he put out to the media, if I remember correctly, the brother was essentially saying, this is why I wanted out of the Brooklyn not not the Brooklyn. That's why I wanted out of the Brooklyn Nets in the first place. This is exactly why. Because the way the direction that this organization was going, his words, not mine, the direction that this organization was going, how they were putting together the roster, how management was handling situations, yeah, you're doggone right, I wanted out. And he didn't say it blatantly. But Kyrie Irving was also, that whole situation with him, That was going on and still is going on. It's also a corresponding factor as to why he wanted out of Brooklyn when he asked for the trade. And while you can bet your bottom dollar in the near future, but it's probably going to ask for another one. Probably going to ask for another one. And in hindsight, it might have been more feasible For the Nets to have gone on and traded him rather than have kept him around. Because now the position that the Nets are in as an organization is a position where they are not in leverage. Even when they were, when this whole initial trade bombshell was going on in the offseason, at least it came with the fact that, well, they're still in a position of, you know, power in terms of how the rest of the league viewed the Brooklyn Nets and where they were as an organization. Now, however, in light of the drama, in light of the losses, in light of Kyrie Irving and that whole situation going to pot, in light of firing their head coach and turning the, 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 uh, an assistant or interim coach into a permanent coach, Look again, right now, hey, they've gotten better. But regardless of that, all of that going into this with Kevin Durant potentially looking to ask for another trade, at least I'm speculating, nothing's confirmed, I'm speculating that's what's going to happen with the way that this season is gone. And what I think is going to happen as it continues, you're doggone right, I believe Kevin Durant's going to ask for another trade. And this time, he's standing firm on it. You better believe it. But they were in a position where they could have gotten a lot more. Granted, they were demanding, again, they were demanding the ship and the seat for Kevin Durant, which you're doggone right. Nobody was going to take the trade that they were trying to get because they were just giving up everybody. Now... Or oh, they were, excuse me, they were trying to get everybody. Again, the ship and the sea that they're sailing on. For Kevin Durant, that's what the Brooklyn Nets were trying to get onto their roster. The kitchen sink and the house as well. Thankfully, no organization is stupid enough to do that. But now they're forced in a situation. where, well, look, we 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 got to do something. We got to do something we ain't in a position to build anything right now this big three, big two, big four that we've been trying to build over these past couple years just has not been working and now we're at the lowest of lows in terms of organizational outlook and what we can demand versus what teams see that we are desperate for which is stability more than anything Oh, you better believe that right now the Nets are not in a high position to demand nearly as much as they would have for Kevin Durant like they did in the offseason, like they may want to try to do now. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. You're looking at a situation with the Brooklyn Nets where now they may have to... They may Again, this is the worst-case scenario. But they may be forced just to take the best available trade. If we see this happen. Or even if KD doesn't demand the trade, trade him anyway. You know why? Because you need stability. And right now, stability is going to come from a roster retooling. That's what it's going to be. It's going to come from a, because uh, uh, right now, Kevin Durant, for as bad as it was for him to say that publicly, he's doggone right about that whole roster situation. They can't win with this. They can't. It's impossible to have any aspirations for a legitimate playoff run. There's no way they can win with even with Kyrie coming back, whenever he comes back. It's impossible for them to win with this roster outside of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Outside of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, if, I, if I'm looking at this correctly and if i read this correctly, excuse me, and Nick Claxton, outside of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Nick Claxton, there is not another player on this roster that is averaging over 10 points a game you understand how bad that is? There's not another player on this roster averaging more than 10 points a game. Outside of the only lob threat that they have, Kevin Durant and Kyrie. That's it. Not one player is averaging more than 10 points a game outside of those three. And only three players are averaging more than nine points a game. Or excuse me. Of the entire roster, so you're averaging more than 10? And one, two, three, four, five, six players are averaging nine points or more. That's it. The rest of the roster is utterly garbage. Oh, by the way, did I forget they also were one of the worst defensive teams that this whole league had seen. Nearly as bad as it was last year. And in this end, you can almost argue it was worse at least when Steve Nash is running the helm this year than it was last year because they've had, what, more than six games where they've given up over 120 points, I believe. That's horrible. That's terrible. That is absolutely ridiculous. That almost seems made up, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes, it does. Dr. J, Julius Irving, doesn't that seem made up as you're flying through the year? Yes, it does. I, man, butter, he ain't even looking in my direction. That's how flabbergasted he is at this whole situation. See, I love that I got pictures on the wall now. I can play my own. I can do my own skits just in the middle of the show. <laughs> I can do skits in the middle of the show. But you get what I'm saying. He's shocked. I'm shocked. You're shocked. It's almost funny at this point. It's funny at this point not funny haha it's not even funny weird it's funny sad you can't do anything but laugh at how horrible this entire team has been this ain't a sign of oh it's early in the year things can change no 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 uh-uh this ain't one of those situations but if they were bad last year they're bad this year they're worse this year worse than ever before And one of the biggest reasons as to why, it's not just because KD Storm plays or but it's not just because Steve Nash was a terrible coach. He was, he was not suited, he was not suited in any way shape or form to be a legitimate coach in this league. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. If you think he was a good coach, you're dumb. You're stupid. You're ignorant. But I couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag. As a player, he's for not on the court. Oh, the brother was a Hall of Famer, absolutely. Didn't deserve two MVP's, but brother could ball. You better believe. Can run an offense like few players we've seen in the National Basketball League. Absolutely. But as a coach, brother was a bum to the worst degree. A bum, a bum. Utter trash, utter garbage. was preaching switch defense on a defense that had nobody that can actually switch. No size outside of KD, Claxton, and Ben Simmons. And you want to switch everything? Terrible rotation. Constantly letting just the defense, excuse me, turn the defense to an open door for anybody just to walk through. And offensively, it was a, it, what was it? The worst iteration of Mike D'Antoni that I've ever seen. Isolation in the worst way possible. If it wasn't KD or Kyrie making anything happen, brother, this was a bad night. Bad night all around. All of that has made this seem utterly abysmal. And you top that off with what's going on with Kyrie here. Switching gears to talk about this. Because this is serious. Let's get the basketball thing out the way. Heard a bunch of people say a bunch of things about Kyrie Irving. Betraying his teammates. Being unreliable. As he focused on basketball. Yada, yada, yada. All this stuff. Some of those things are valid. Some of those are not. Is Kyrie Irving focused on the game of basketball? Yes, he is. But there's a caveat to that. It's not if he's focused. It's when he's focused. It's not his main priority. But when it does become his priority, oh, you can't ask nothing but the best from him. What do I mean? When he's on the floor, the brother's incredible. There is nothing I need to say about Kyrie Irving on the floor. Nothing. Nothing at all. But he's not on the floor, is he? Is he? No. The brother's not on the floor to show that his passion is still there. To show that this brother cares about the game. And to show that he's there to care about his teammates. Now, again. I don't believe he's a bad teammate. Why? Because of the fact that the man, even during this hiatus that he's been on, suspension that he's been on, put on by the Brooklyn Nets, still checking on his team, still giving input, still doing all that stuff. As a teammate, I'm not worried about him. But it's the fact that he's consistently not showing up on the floor for some reason or another that just irks me to the core. Injury, I can understand. But it's beyond injury at this point. And so much other stuff that it's just like, man, this cat is really devaluing his value that he brings to the team because of his consistent off-court, or excuse me, on-court absence due to off-court issues. Again, injury, don't hold, because it happens. You don't know when somebody's going to get hurt. The human body is a fickle thing. It can be indestructible like LeBron's been for the past 20 years, or it can be as fragile as Greg Oden or Ralph Sampson. So many things can go wrong. So many, so many. It's not even funny. But when it gets to outside of that, stuff that, again, is within your control to some degree, now I got to start having concerns. And that's what my concern is with Kyrie. Every time there's a light at the end of the tunnel, Something happens involving him that just covers it up again. Every time. And now we're at a situation where, again, he's suspended for off-court drama. Now, what is that drama that you say, Jean-Luc? What is this that you're getting so passionate about, so serious about, so, 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 not monotone, but so macabre? About the stories. Well, if you haven't been keeping up with the news, Kyrie having posted an anti-Semitic film to his feed, I forget if it was Instagram, Twitter or otherwise, posted that for the world to see. The reason that he gave behind it was he wanted to give, his, give a message to his people and give his, his people something to latch on to, to help them throughout their lives. And help them the better to help the betterment of his community. That is what he said. Now, the sentiment's nice, absolutely. No qualms with what he was trying to do. But what he actually did, I got a problem. I got a big problem with. It. The man posted the anti-Semitic film onto his, onto I believe his Instagram or Twitter. Then goes, gets questioned by the media. Yo, what the world are you doing? Then gives an answer of, I can post what I want to post. I posted this for the betterment of my community. If you know my background, then you know I'm not anti-Semitic. I can never be because of where I came from. Those were his exact words. Paraphrasing the other stuff, but those were exact words. You can't. I'm not anti-Semitic because you because of where I came from. It's impossible for me to. And then saying I'm sick and tired. A bunch of other stuff with how I'm sick and tired of essentially The media constantly doing wrong by athletes, trying to silence us, a bunch of other stuff. And again, I can post what I want with my platform, and that's all I got to say. Then after the suspension came, I believe, then he gave an apology and all that stuff. And now we're sitting where we're at right now. The Brooklyn Nets have given him six things that he has to do in order to rejoin the team. And it looks like, at least from Joe, Joe's side, it's actually happening, and he's actually doing it. Those six things were, apologize and condemn the film, $500,000 donation to an anti-hate cause, sensitivity training, meet with the ADL and Jewish leaders to understand exactly what anti-Semitism is and a bunch of other stuff, and then also demonstrate with Joe Tice or Sy in a meeting that he understands everything that. He went through not only why his stuff was wrong, but also stuff that he learned from the sensitivity training and every other thing that he had to go through for the Brooklyn Nets to rejoin the team. Reports say, at least from World he might be back by Sunday because it's almost done. Now, when he rejoins the team, will we see an even better Brooklyn Nets in terms of overall production and continuing this slight improvement that they've been showing throughout the year, we could see, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I need to address is specifically why this situation with Kyrie Irving is so bad. Kyrie Irving deserves all the vitriol that's coming to him right now. Yes, he does. You know why? Because he was wrong. Dead wrong. Absolutely wrong. You know what? Because guess what? I don't care where you are. It doesn't matter where you grew up from. That doesn't constitute the stuff that you post still has the effect that it does. Or it doesn't disassociate whether or not the stuff that you post has the effect that it has just because of where you came from. You have to understand if your Kyrie or anybody in any given setting that is in a position of power, anything that you do is promotion. Whether you like it or not. If it's a way that you, if it's a lifestyle, guess what? You're promoting the lifestyle. If it's a fashion, if it's how you dress, guess what? It's a fashion statement. If it's your opinion, then it's a public statement or a way of thinking. Everything that you do, Kyrie Irving, is promotion. Couple that with how big you are. Your promotion goes out to millions of people that follow you in a die-hard way, look to you as a role model. And that's the plight of fame. Whether you agree with it or not, everything that you do is in some way, shape, or form a promotion of something or another. Again, way of thinking, foods to try, Again, fashion, a way of living life. Snoop Dogg smokes weed all the time. Guess what? Promoting the lifestyle, smoking weed. What does it mean people do? Buy weed because sm- cause Snoop smokes weed. It is a direct line of correlation that people have legitimately latched onto and done Because of what? Snoop is popular. Snoop is cool. I think Snoop is cool. Snoop smokes weed. I want to smoke weed. Direct correlation. Direct correlation. And it's undeniable. Jordan, be like Mike. Wore his shoes. What did everybody do? Wear his shoes. It was in McDonald's ads. see what people did? Go to McDonald's. Guess what he didn't do? Speak on public. He did not speak on public. uh, 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 Forms in terms of politically. You know why he didn't speak on things politically? Because he did not want. Not only to negatively affect his brand. But also. He didn't want to affect anything. That he didn't need to affect. If he spoke on it, guess what that would have done? Gotten everybody else to jump on that same thing, and what latch on to what he had to say. Oh, also he probably would have heard his brand at Jordan, or excuse me, at Nike with Nike, and his Jordan shoes if he went and spoke on politics in a public manner. Not saying whether that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's why things were the way they were with Michael Jordan. But if he did speak on things in a public manner with his political beliefs, guess what? He's promoting a belief. Because people are going to latch on to what he had to say. Because they trust him because he's what? A mega celebrity. This is not a situation, Kyrie Irving, where you can just say, I wasn't promoting anything because you were. You absolutely were. Then on top of that, what you were promoting. Brother, you promoted an anti-Semitic film with the goal of promoting, if I understand this correctly, there were certain things in the film that you wanted to promote. Cool. Why did you not just go and promote those specific things with other videos, other articles, specific articles, excuse me, specific articles and specific videos and specific statements if you wanted to pertaining to those things that you saw in that film that were actually deemed, in your eyes, beneficial to the community that you were trying to help. That's what you should have done, absolutely. But for you to promote all of this in one fell swoop, you got to understand that you are a five-star restaurant because of your celebrity status that is giving everybody a, 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 a promotion, which it was, Here's a good analogy. You're a five-star restaurant and you're giving people the dish of the day. That the pl- plate of the day, excuse me, the plate of the day got some good fish. In it. I mean, great fish. And you say, "Eat this. This is the plate of the day." But at the same time, on that plate, people say, "I don't I'm not going to eat that." Why won't you eat that? Well, because everything else on that plate is I kid you not, legitimate garbage from the dumpster behind the restaurant. But, Tavi Irving, oh, but no, this is great for you. Well, you know what? Yes, this specific thing may be great for me. But that's not what I'm eating. I'm eating the entire meal. I'm eating this entire meal. And the entire, one good thing doesn't make the entire meal edible what is that whole plate that whole plate is garbage the whole plate is trash the whole plate is inedible it's not good for me this one healthy thing that's good for me that tastes good that's actually beneficial it's not what the actual meal is on the plate the totality of the meal is garbage and that's what you're serving to me so if I get in an uproar talking about what the world are you trying to do and what is this mess that you're giving to me, don't give me that excuse of, oh, this is just good. This, this right here is good for you. No, it's not because this isn't just what's being served. Everything is being served. And everything is what the meal is. So Kyrie Irving, you are messing up in terms of how you are presenting the meal. You can't give everybody the whole plate and then expect them to only eat the good parts of that plate because the whole plate is the meal in and of itself. You can't be that stupid to not realize that you cannot be that ignorant. And I know you're a smart man, but this was just utterly stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. There's no good reason in the world that you choose knowing what's on the rest of that plate, knowing what is in the entirety of that film. Again, five main pillars of that film that it promotes and harps on, which were the Holocaust was not real, promoting things about Hitler, saying that Jewish people aren't actually Jews, and three other things. Oh, yeah, by the way, also it said that Jews run the banks, And a couple other very stark, aggressive rhetoric words that can be viewed as detrimental to the Jewish community. Again, anti-Semitism. That's what it was. That's what it is the good bits that were in the film are not the film. The film is the film. And no offense, maybe I'm stepping over my boundaries, but anything that Hitler promotes that I'm also promoting probably isn't something that I want to promote, is it? Probably is not. And again, I'm not saying that was his intention. I'm not saying Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic. But you as an as anybody let alone a celebrity of you're of your caliber cannot be that ignorant to think that yes this is okay to post and give everybody this because not everybody's getting access to that whole frame of thinking of anti-semitism you forget did we did we forget that before this Kyrie Irving situation before all of this Kyrie Irving stuff can happen Kanye West He goes on and says a thing about the Jews, about how they're running the banks. Again, more anti-Semitic statements. And what happens not even a week later, people are standing up on the freeways, holding signs, doing Nazi salutes, and saying what Kanye was right about the Jews. What am I supposed to take from that? Well, this is what you're supposed to take from that. Regardless of what you think your message actually is, people will latch on to it. And because people latch on to what you say, actually, you know, even better, forget I said that. Your message people will latch on to and those who latch on to it won't even be those who follow what you do. It'll be the extremist of one frame of thinking that because you're big in a celebrity and you're validating what they think in the public eye, with your words and actions and rhetoric. Them in their private extremist mentality now feel free reign to go and do whatever they feel in the extremist fashion and promote their views on a wide grand scale because now a guy that you feel is credible, trustworthy, big, major, and everybody looks up to you is saying the same thing that I'm thinking and the same thing that I believe in the same harsh mentality that I am buying into. Oh, now I got free reign to get come, quote unquote, out the closet and just do whatever I want to do and say what I want to say in reference to this topic. You know why? Because your hero validated what I, how I feel. And because of that now, look at me now. Let me get let me put on my propaganda and get to flaunting, get to stepping, get to strutting. Let me get somebody bring out a runway because I'm about to become the model citizen of whatever the world this frame of thinking is. That's what Kyrie Irving is allowed to happen. That's what he allowed to happen. And then he gets mad with us, the media for not, or for, again, trying to, not say put words in his mouth, but post him in a bad light. But one of the reasons why we do that, Kyrie is because of the fact that you do not give concrete clarity in the statements that you make. And the one thing you can't do with the media is not give clarity. Because any window for somebody to take to interpret how they think you're feeling and what they think you're saying, guess what they're going to do? Take it and run with it. And anything that you even thought you would have been trying to promote, oh, it gets skewed up. And yeah, this isn't what I was trying to say. What I was actually trying to say was XYZ and y'all done messed it up. No, we haven't. If this is what you were actually trying to say, you should have just said that starkly and concisely from the jump. It's not, it's, it's not difficult. Colin Kaepernick made it clear exactly what he was kneeling for when he was kneeling for the national anthem. It was the rest of America that was saying, well, that reason is just disrespecting everything that this country is. Or excuse me, they, when he said exactly what he was doing, they completely neglected what he, was, what he said his reason was and just went to the action. That's different from what this is. In this type of situation, you were questioned in the press conference after this whole uh, 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 post came to light with the front of the media. And were saying, uh, and was asked, Do you understand the anti Semitic tones of this film? And your answer was again, paraphrasing How can I be anti Semitic when you know where I came from? It's impossible for me to. And again, I post what I want to post. You can go listen to the whole interview. Again, giving roundabout answers. Or seemingly roundabout answers. And again, mind you, I understood that he was trying to say, look, I'm not anti-Semitic because of where I came from. But if you listen to the interview, like I did, I wholeheartedly understand why everybody was giving him a hard time. Not just because of what he did, which was wrong, but because of how he was framing the reason for his actions. It seems shady. If you got a girl, let's say you got a girl, a wife, whatever, a partner. And you ask them a direct question and they give you an answer that is, you, it, it sounds convoluted for no reason. What are you going to think? Well, you're going to think that something is up with this person. I asked you a direct question, I'm looking for a direct answer. You can give me the explanation after that, but I'm giving, I'm where where is the direct, you can give, excuse me, you can give me the reasoning after the direct answer, but I'm looking for the direct answer to whatever question I asked you. Simple. If I, if, if, if I ask somebody, hey, where were you when you went out tonight? Because you said you were here, but your friend said you were here. Can you answer where you actually were? And then somebody gives a roundabout answer as to where they actually were. Instead of answering the actual question, or rather they go into the reasoning for why they were where they were instead of actually giving where they were. Well then, shoot, uh, the only thing I can think of is that you're shady. Something's off. Something is distrustworthy about whatever that you're saying. Hence, I got good reason to be cautious of what you're saying. They may not believe everything that you're saying. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, in this situation, the brother was not giving concrete, concise answers to the questions that were asked. It was very simple. You know why I know it was very simple? Because when he was asked about, in that same press conference, asked about Alex Jones and his previous um, situation where he posted a post about Alex Jones, to his Instagram with something that he was saying, some conspiracy theory that he was promoting back in the 90s. This was Alex Jones. Alex Jones was promoting some sort of conspiracy thing back in the 90s. Kyrie Irving posted that clip to his Instagram for people to see. In this situation, talking about an anti-Semitic film, when he was asked in the same press conference about said Alex Jones post, he vehemently, it it, it wasn't even a second, he picked up the mic as as disgruntled as he looked, he picked up the mic immediately, and what did he say, I do not stand with Alex Jones or nor any of his points of views, I do not stand with his rhetoric nor his opinions on the Uvalde incident, or not Uvalde, on the Sandy Hook incident, he was incredibly wrong. All of that was absolutely not true and not real. That I could firmly stand against everything that Alex Jones has stood for. Then, what did he say after that? The reason why I posted that clip was because that one thing that he said was something that I believed was actually true. And actually something that was worth listening to. Everything else, absolutely not I do not stand with him at all. You know how easy that was? You know, how easy that, you know how simple that was? I don't stand with anything that he said. I don't stand with anything that he does. I don't stand with anything that he represents. This one instance, this is why I posted something about him. But outside of that, there's nothing else I agree with in terms of Alex Jones. Now, that was not hard wasn't You completely understand that. You completely get exactly what he's saying. There is no way in the world you can misinterpret that. It's not hard. But when he was asked about what, what he understood, the viewpoints that were held with this situation and with the anti-Semitic film, he gave the running round answer. He did. Roundabout. What, what, what did the old folks used to say? Saying something while saying a bunch of nothing while saying a bunch of something. Saying a whole lot without saying anything at all. That's what Kyrie Irving was doing. That's what he was doing. I'm not trying to hate I'm saying that's why the public is where they are with him. Not just because of the action, but because of your actions. When questioned about your action. What you did. When, or excuse me. What we questioned you on. In reference to what you did was fairly straightforward. The answers that you gave based on what we were questioning are absolutely not acceptable because they were not concrete. And these were not questions that were hard. We weren't even asking where you believe. One of the questions were just, do you understand? That's it, because you said you watched the whole film and the books in reference to what that film was about. So we asked simply, do you understand the anti-Semitic viewpoints that the film was showing? And you did not, and you, what did you say? I cannot be anti-Semitic because of where I came from. That wasn't the question, that wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. And he gave questions like that, and he answered questions like that for the entirety of that interview. It wasn't until Adam Silver In effect, shoot, Adam Silver was trying to to say, yo, we're going to suspend him now. Joe Tice was the one that, Joe Sime was the one that was saying, hold off, wait a minute. Let's see if he actually understands what he was doing and all that stuff. And then he went, again, that press conference and gave those types of answers. So Adam Silver said, said, time's up. He's suspended. Five games. Joe Tice, I believe it was Joe Tice, then said, yep, he's suspended for five games. And again, those five things that he has to do, he's got to do in order to actually come back. Now it's been seven days, seven games, that he's been suspended. Could be more. But that's why this is so bad. Kyrie, you are not giving off the aura of a smart man. You're giving off the aura of a shady man. Somebody that actually believes these types of things. Because again, you finally came after the suspension. You finally came out and gave a statement. I apologize to the Jewish community for this film. I don't believe this type of stuff. All the stuff that you should have said when, when, right when you got asked the first time. We didn't want your reasoning. We didn't ask for your reasoning. We asked for did you understand what you saw and what you posted? And an apology. If you did understand what you posted, but you gave neither and said just again, defense, defensive saying we're jumping on you, harping on you. And the media is just doing something like they always do. We're just painting the athlete or the black man in a bad light. And that's not what we're doing in this situation. It's not. It's not. now, finally apologize. If you have done this before, just giving a straight up apology, I wanted to promote X, Y, Z ideas. This film was not what I was, the the anti-Semitism is not what I was trying to promote. I apologize. To look further into what I was trying to actually give the community, to help them out, look up this link, this link, this article, or whatever. Plain and simple. Solves everything. Does it not? Does it not? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. People want to say that Covey Evans thinks he's better than us. what? Well, actually, you know what? Now it's hard for me to say that he doesn't actually think that he's better than us. In terms of his frame of thinking. Because of his statements. His rhetoric. Again, that same press conference. He was asked. Somebody asked him to explain, or excuse me, he was asked, again, do you understand what anti-Semitism is, or what the anti-Semitic things were in the film? He then responded, you all do not understand what, or excuse me, he questioned, well, what is and what is not anti-Semitism? Because after my research, now I understand exactly what anti-Semitism is. You all don't understand and then proceeded not to explain, well, what is actually, what is actual anti-Semitism, since you understand. In fact, I believe he went on and said, no, I can't explain it to you because you would not understand what the actual meaning is. So we want help, we ask for help, then you don't give us help, well, what what are we supposed to do then? Again, stupidity, it is stupid. I don't care if he's an athlete, I don't care if he's a mogul, I don't care if he's a bum on the street, All three levels of whatever he may be. I don't care if he was a bum basketball player. I don't care if he was a random Joe. I don't care that he is Kyrie Irving and the status that he is. He's stupid for this stupid way of thinking. So yes, it is absolutely viable, plausible feasible for all of us to believe yo this brother just does not respect the public because even when we ask to understand his side what does he do not say anything because he thinks he's on a what higher plane than everybody else but yet doesn't do his due diligence to elevate everybody else he wants to help the black man, doesn't he? He's not even help, helping the black man by explaining exactly what the black man wants to know. If they don't know, if they're trying to understand, if he wants people to, if he wants people to get on his level. So even the very community that he wants to help, what is he doing? Holding them back by not even giving them the keys that he feels is necessary. What is it? What is this? What are we doing? What the world are we doing? It's just stupid utter stupidity by this man. That's what this is. Absolutely. Ignorant. Stupid. Horrible. Terrible. It's, 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 it's. I'm sick of having these conversations about Kyrie Irving. I really am. I really am. I truly am. because this type of mess is not only going to hurt the totality of the community that he wants to help, plus the community that he unknowingly affected, which he should have known he affected, in the Jewish community, but also is hurting his own stock as a player to get back into the NBA in future years. Potentially taking away his own money by doing stupid stuff like this. Hitting his stride, hitting his prime. And now we may never see him play again in the near future. With the way things are panning out. That's not something I hope and wish would happen. That's just something that is potential to happen. Because now it's really apparent. Okay, what team is really going to want to take a chance on this brother if not the Brooklyn Nets? Once that contract's up, my goodness. it has been something it's been something after another every single year. Outside of injury. And it, it 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 boggles my mind that somebody this polarizing as a player in terms of talent can be this how do we say erratic and just confusing as a person. I want to understand Kyrie Irving, I do. The problem is, every question I ask to understand better who he is and what he's about, I get hit with only more questions that question why I'm questioning his frame of thinking. Seems like the spotlight gets put back on me as to why aren't you where I'm at? How can you not see it brother? Come on, brother. You're you're down here, brother, in the words of the hoteps. Brother, you're down here. You need to get up here. You're missing out on the enlightened frame of mind, brother. You you, you, You can't be sitting in the basement when the ceiling is only the surface of where you can potentially reach. The ceiling is the roof, and right now your roof is closed the roof is endless possibilities my brother that's what's going on that's what's going on that's what we, that's what i'm being hit with every time i go and i question and i ask and i look up and research exactly what Kyrie Irving is trying to understand or is trying to get me to understand And more so every time it's just, well, you're just not there. It's a stupid way of thinking. Absolutely stupid. Absolutely stupid. Hurting yourself, you're hurting the people that want to actually understand, and you're subsequently hurting people that you don't even think are in the firing lane. with all of that being said, going to what the Brooklyn Nets have done, they are absolutely in the wrong as well in charge of these six things. I can understand the suspension. Absolutely. I can understand the suspension. I can understand demanding an apology. What I cannot understand is these six pillars that they've been given. Initially, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Make it so he's got to work his way back on the team. But the more I thought about it, that's not okay at all. That's not okay at all. Because you know what? Number one, people have done worse in this league and beyond and gotten away with it without nothing but a fine, a slight suspension, and then they back on the team. Nothing but those slight suspension, maybe a semi-hefty fine, and then they back on the team. That's it. In this frame of work and beyond, media, basketball, football, boxing, all of it CEO, CFO, CCO, ABCD, whatever other acronym you want to use, all those frames of positions of work, in whatever facet we've seen people do worse and get off with better. And not get anything that happened to them. But this right here is not applicable. This is horrible what the Brooklynettes are doing. This should not be. These sick Apologizing for the film, $500,000 thing, or, or, or donation. Sensitivity training. Meeting with Jewish leaders and ADO leaders. And a meeting with Joe Tice to to demonstrate, I understand exactly why I was wrong. That is absolutely horrible that they're doing this to this man. This, let me give you a little history lesson. Back in the day, in slavery, when a slave was out of line, or wouldn't capitulate to how the master wanted him to be. Where he wanted him to work, how he wanted him to live, and just going... And, and, and abiding under his rule. When somebody was, uh, in the in lack of a better term, an uppity negro, as they would say, they would do a thing called bucking the slave. What is that? What is that you ask? Well, that means that the slave master, slave owner, overseer, whoever the world was in charge, or maybe all three at once, would go and beat, humiliate, and then rape the slave in front of the other slaves. To show that he is under him. He has power over him. That's what that did. That's what bucking the slave is. Forcing the slave to fall under the slave master. By a public display of essentially a power move. In their case, it was sleeping with, not sleeping with, vaping the slave. Sometimes gangbanging the slave with everybody that was on the yard. That's what it was. A male slave, Well, majority of the time was a male slave. Male slave who was uppity, rowdy, going against what the slave master wanted, raping right in front of the entire camp. Bring that, gather everybody around. raping them right in front of them. Sometimes it wouldn't be just them, it would be everybody else. Sure, it could be them and their family sometimes. the slave and that slave's family. And they would do that to force the slave to understand exactly how far underfoot they were under the master, which is you are nothing but dirt. You are my property and nothing more. I can do this and there isn't a soul around you that will stop me. Not even your own brothers and sisters that are watching me do this. You have no power and no control. That's what they did to slaves. And that's what they're doing to Kyrie Irving. A forced display of public humiliation when nobody else that does these types of things has to go through this. Nobody has to go through sensitivity training, meeting with Jewish leaders in order to get back with the team. We preach consistency on this show. And there is no consistency. What that has happened in the past with anybody. With anybody. Nobody. This is, can be viewed, not not can be viewed. This should be viewed as the Nets trying to force Kyrie Irving to, again, be a slave under their banner. That's what this situation is. And that's wrong. Just like what Kyrie Irving did is wrong. And just as much as Kyrie Irving should get as much flack, so should the Brooklyn Nets for putting this type of thing on What did he do? The suspension came. Adam Silver said, yo, you need to apologize. And you need to put in the work. Or you need you need to, like, like this can't be. We got to punish you. Punishment was given. Apology was made by Kyrie Irving. Finally, a a direct, concise, blatant apology was given by Kyrie Irving to the media, to the press, to the Jewish community. And then boom. That should have been the end of it. That should have been the end of it. The suspension was warranted. The punishment was warranted. The apology was given. The suspension would have ended. And then, boom, he's back playing basketball. Crime, adequate punishment. Nobody was objecting to that punishment because he didn't apologize. He didn't didn't blatantly apologize. So, absolutely, Adam Silver had to do what he had to do. Punishment, five-game suspension. No qualms there. It fit the crime. No qualms there. Punishment was served. Apology was given. It should have been, okay, we're back to business. He's back playing basketball. Now the Nets are imposing this, this, this extra stuff, these six requirements that are just, no, it's not okay. It's not okay at all. This is not okay. This is absolutely wrong. It's wrong on the Nets. It's wrong for the Nets to do this. He's have never done this before, nor the team has done this before, and this action did not require this level, a requirement by you as an organization. It did not. It did not. If you wanted to put your foot down and get Kyrie ever to buy into what the organization was trying to do, you know what you should have done? Done, that, done the foot stomping when the media was looking at you and essentially saying, yo, you just letting KD and Kyrie doing whatever they want in the organization. When when the public was seeing that Kyrie Irving and KD were essentially running that team and not the organization. And the organization of the Book of was giving them everything that they asked for. And the public was giving raising flags as oh, wait a minute, hold on now. Y'all gotta put your foot down at some point, don't you? But no, you are capitulated to every the majority of, if not every demand that Kyrie Irving and Kevin. Durant, export and then now choose this situation to try to get him to fall in line, you would have been completely justified to do something to show that, hey, you know, we value you as players and your input, but we are still in control. And we can't just give you everything because some of the moves that you all are asking to make just are not applicable to the organ- to the way that this organization is trying to build up and grow. If y'all had done it then, we would have been completely justified, and we wouldn't we wouldn't have said anything. You know what? Because none of those situations none of those actions that would have been taken would have been perceived like we're perceiving this situation with you and these six requirements, not because there would have been, they would, one, because they are not, they weren't anything like this and would have drawn no comparisons to quote-unquote bucking the slave like we see that you're trying to do with Kyrie Irving with these. Then the actions that you would have taken or should have taken and could have taken would have been actions that would have been within your rights as an organization, keeping control to where you're not just running yourself into the ground, sustaining some level of competitiveness with something to be able to build upon in future years and making it so that Kyrie and KD would be would have to say hey we've gotten all we can out of this team now let's just show up and produce all that would have been fine and applicable fine and applicable But no. Now you choose this situation with these types of parameters to try to get him to fall in line. This is not okay. This is absolutely horrible. This is more than kicking a man when he's down. This is trying to show that you got power over a man. Not because of his contract, but because, again, you're trying to get him to just fall in line not in terms of buying into the organization, but in terms of by force, you, we own you. That's what this is looking like. And that is absolutely not okay. That is horrendous. That is terrible. That is horrible. That is stupid. That is, that is a slave mentality. Both can be right. My criticism on Kyrie and the criticism on the Brooklyn Nets. Problem is most times people view that as, oh, now you're backtracking. Now you're trying to save face and jumping with Kyrie Irving because you're what? You don't want to be the odd man out. Oh, now you want to hang with the black man. That's what I see a lot of times when people hold the Brooklyn Nets accountable for this situation when they previously held Kyrie Irving accountable for what he did. And how his reasons are not good enough. And that's just stupid and ignorant on their part. The reality of the situation is. Both what Kyrie did. Is utterly despicable. Stupid. Ignorant. And horrible. Especially for somebody as smart as he is. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. And I've already given what he could have done and should have done. If he wanted to get those same messages out without doing something as stupid as just posting the entirety of the film as something that everybody should see. Thinking that people are only only going to take the tidbits of good that he felt were actually good. As opposed to looking at the totality of the film and saying, oh, wait a minute, this sounds wrong. This sounds racist. This sounds anti-Semitic. This has hints of Hitler. This claim that the Holocaust didn't happen. Oh, I'm going to just gloss over that. No, nobody's that ignorant and stupid. But in the same breath, while Kyrie Irving, you were dead wrong. The punishment that you're now being given is not justified. Adam Silver in the suspension, justified. Brooklyn Nets and what they're doing, not justified at all. That's absolutely wrong. Again, bucking the slave. Raping the slave in front of everybody to show that you got power over. That's not okay. That's absolutely not okay. That's absolutely not okay. That's wrong in every sense of the word. And we ain't back no 400 years where we ain't got no voice. But I got I got a voice. We all got voice and we're going to call you out on it. Brooklyn Nets, you are utterly wrong for what you did and are doing to Kyrie Irving. This is completely out of line. This is completely out of character. This is completely above and beyond what should actually happen within within the organization in handling Kyrie Irving, especially after the actual apology that you were looking for came amidst the five-game suspension that Adam Silver gave. Which again was given before the concrete suspension was actually made from Kyrie Irving. So again, justify. You gotta say not only do you have to not only do you have to hold people accountable for the words that they say. As it was being a tentative of the situation, understanding how bad of a film this actually was and the things that it preached. Understanding not only does this hurt the Jewish community, but also hurt the brand of the NBA as a whole. So all of that coming into play, yes, Sapphire game suspension, absolutely acceptable. The Brooklyn Nets with this means of six requirements to join the team again, utterly wrong. Utterly wrong. Utterly wrong. It can be looked at as, again, doing overtly much for the black man when they mess up. It's a big mess-up, mind you. A horrendous mess-up. But a mess-up nonetheless. Both of those sentiments are right. There is no, it's not no one or the other. It's not one person holding one person accountable just because... Excuse me, It is not trying to tap-dance in order to both be on the good graces of... An organization, and then on the good graces of the black community. It ain't work like that. It ain't work like that. I'm black as can be, and I can tell you Kyrie Irving's is wrong as can be. What, what, whatever audience Kyrie Irving is around that, that said they didn't try to say anything on, hey, this, this may be a bad idea, deserve to be slapped upside the head. Especially if they're black. Because where you're from doesn't dictate what you post. It doesn't. At that point, it comes down to who, what you believe. Again, I'm not saying that Kyrie Irving believes in anti-Semitism. But f- the, from the outlook, that's what's going to be. I had no clue where he came from. Guess what I cared about with Kyrie Irving? how he played basketball, and if he was doing well as a person. That's it. I ain't delving into where he came from, background where he grew up around, melting pot, melting pot, as he called it. Didn't matter to me. I ain't bothered to look it up because it made no difference to me. Ball and are you doing good as a person? That's all I cared about. That's it. So if that had to be the case, and then stuff like this happens, well, I don't know where you came from, Kyrie Irving. I just know what you posted. And what you said after you posted leads me to believe that, hey, maybe you believe some things that are not good. Plain and simple as that ain't no black man jumping on a black man this ain't no black on black crime as they would call it the black man holding the black man down if you think i'm doing that you better get off this page because that's stupid and ignorant utterly stupid absolutely ridiculous that you think that this is plain and simple the nets messed up and are wrong and should not be having this suspension in these, or excuse me, should not having this extended suspension due to these requirements as a legitimate thing that Kyrie Irving has to, has to do. These should not be hoops that Kyrie Irving has to jump through. This hasn't been something that's been done for people who have done far worse in the past. Timberwolves ain't do this for Anthony Edwards when they, when he said some, um um, uh, what was it? I believe, what was it? Anti-gay, Statements or anti-homosexual statements in the past, and the Timberwolves ain't not do that for him. It's a meme on him when Timberwolves had Pride Night because of the stuff that Anthea would say. That ain't happened to him, so this shouldn't happen to Kyrie Irving. Yes, it was one statement versus, again, an entire hate field film. I'm not comparing the severity, but I am comparing the similarity in terms of what they did or said hurt a group or another. Hence, the punishment should have been accordingly. Tim Wolves handled it in-house. Adam Silver suspended Kyrie Irving because of his lack of apo- blatant, 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 his lack of blatant apology. And now, that should have been it. But the Nets tacking on this as well, utterly not okay. It is not okay at all. This is absolutely abhorrent that this organization is doing this. No good reason in the world, no good reason in the world that this is happening with this organization. None whatsoever. None. So yes, I'm holding both of them accountable. I ain't tap dancing, I ain't jumping ship, I ain't doing this, that, or the third, trying to save face, trying to be some Uncle Tom, catering to the white man or whatever, whatever's favorable, I ain't doing that. This is a plain and simple instance of two wrongs that are both wrong. And you call them out for what? Being wrong. And you hope it don't happen again. but the last thing I'm going to say is that with all of that being said, this, like I said before, is exactly why there are circles saying that Kyrie Irving will not be in the league for an extended amount of time. Because I don't care how you feel about this whole situation with Kyrie Irving. Teams do not want to deal with this. Teams do not want to deal with this going forward. Even with the talent. My goodness. My word. Teams don't want to have to have this on their payroll. And potentially not get anything from it. This drama that consistently follows... Kyrie. Some he, some, his fault. Some not his fault. But of recent years. It's been his fault. It has. It has. It has. Of recent. It's been his fault. Unbiased. Of recent years. It's been his fault. That this is. That this media scrum. Has happened around him. Why he's one of the most, why he is not one of, why he is the hottest commodity in sports in terms of news outside of LeBron, Tom Brady, at least in America, and Aaron Rodgers. Because there's always something. And teams don't want always something. The Nets can't afford always something with the amount of money that they're putting into this situation. The only thing that the Nets need and what everybody else in the league wants is two things. Health and consistency. Both of which correlate. Health breeds consistency on the floor. And consistency in and of itself can be driven not just by health, but also by a multiplicity of factors. In and of itself, it is both separate and equal to health. And with Kyrie Irving, guess what? Both health and consistency are up in jeopardy. Because he can both, he can be healthy and then still not be able to play. And he can be ready to play with nothing else going on in the background. And guess what? He's hurt. So on both fronts, you can't rely on either one. Again, this isn't hate. This is track record. This is, again, consistently watching his career, following this stuff. That's how you have to view this whole situation. Whether you like Kyrie Irving or not, it should not matter. You have to look at this from an unbiased lens. Understanding who he is, what he brings to the table, and the why as to why he is not available. All of that... Delving together, the talent, which normally trumps everything, may not be able to trump this. It may not. May not be able to trump any of this. And I don't want, I want to see him play. I really do. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him grow. I want to see him play more and more and more. Gain accolades. Win a championship. Get two rings on his finger. Shoot, I would love it if he went back to L.A. If that could happen. Like it was speculated to in the offseason. Still believe that's one of his prime locations if he does leave. But I want to see him do good. But in the grand scheme of things, Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets, and the rest of the NBA world, as much as we want to see Kyrie play, grow, and produce, the whole caveat to that is we want to see him play. And that's the main problem because we can't see him play because he's never on the floor for one reason or another. And unless that gets fixed, these voices and these circles of him not being in the league will get louder louder and louder and louder and louder and louder with every, at this point, with every small off-court instance. Again, injuries, hey, don't knock. It's what is on top of the injuries that makes this whole situation such a volatile thing and why it can be a legitimate reality that this brother may not play in the NBA in the near future. That's what you have to understand about this whole Kyrie River situation. Hopefully I've made myself plain and clear. Hopefully we don't gotta talk about this anymore. But hey is this a sports world and this NBA. What's what was what what was their slogan? And I believe in their in their slogan anything can happen, you doggone right anything can happen, especially in this league, especially what's going on right now. So this has been Another episode of The your Report. I'm so glad to be back. I have enjoyed this whole time. My goodness, it's been fun. It's been a joy. Clap it up for the return of the show. Again, now that we're back, we're going to keep being back. Having to listen uh, to have you all hear me and listen and watch the show again. Again, we're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other major podcasting platform. Please, leave a like on the video, comment your thoughts and the share, with everybody, you know, share the channel and the podcast. And, hey, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let's build this up. Come on. Let's do We're on the road to 100. We're trying to get there. Then we're on the road to 1,000 so I can make some moolah for you lot. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. We got so much more in store. So, this has been the Watch Report. I've been your John the Watch. Peace and love. We out of here.